Compassion is not something that we are born with. It is something that we build over time. It's through our learning. It's through our exploration. It's through understanding that we know everything and nothing at all and that we are all humans evolving. Oh, hello there, Radiant Souls, and welcome to Into Your Being. I'm your host, Mark Lena Lyon, and it is my pleasure and honor to welcome you to this platform and podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and especially thank you for showing up for you. Today, we're going to be talking about self-compassion. On my most recent guided meditation, Golden Waterfalls of Compassion, I started to think about why did I even choose compassion? Why are we even talking about compassion? What does compassion even mean? And so first, before I even tell you the definition of compassion, I want you to take a moment and just think about what compassion means to you in your life. What just comes up right away when you think about first compassion for others, and then start thinking about compassion for yourself and what that looks like. So simply defined, compassion is the act of having sympathy and wanting to help and make it better, make whatever a situation is for somebody else better. Compassion is an act to help alleviate pain and suffering for those around you and even for yourself. On this show, I talk a lot about self-love. And so when I think about compassion and I think about self-love and how much they go hand in hand with each other, There is no self-love without compassion for oneself, and then there is no love without compassion for the world around you. When you lack compassion, you more likely also tend to be more angry. You tend to have more tendencies to want to be spiteful or revengeful. You you might even have a lot of remorse that you hold or heavy weight that you are holding, and it is through our compassion that we find the ability to tap into a deeper sense of love, love for self and love for the world around us. So when we're able to recognize that somebody is going through a hard time or we're able to see that that this is not an easy situation for someone and you're able to start tapping into those parts of yourself, you're able to reach a deeper sense of love within your own being. Now, the reason I'm talking about self-compassion, though, is you guys, if you listen to my podcast, you know that I truly, firmly believe that the birth of anything that you're going to do for the world around you has to be done for yourself first. Because there is some level of, honestly, inauthenticity. If you are not giving yourself the things that you are just pouring into everyone else, you're going to reach a level of exhaustion. You're going to run into people pleasing. You're going to end up being inauthentic to how you're actually feeling so that you could keep showing up. And what often happens to people is they start to mask. And so you're not actually coming from a place of compassion. You're just showing up because now you feel an obligation and that's not what we want. And so anything that we do, we have to start it within ourselves. And so this is why I ask you, what comes up for you when I mention compassion and when I mention self-compassion now, what comes up to you? If you believe that you're truly a compassionate person, how are you when you are alone and nobody's watching? Who are you when nobody is watching you? And when the times are hard and low, what are the action steps that you are taking for self-compassion? How are you showing up in those times? 
Compassion requires us to have a genuine level of connection to our own emotions. And then through our connections to our own emotions, we're able to connect emotionally to other people. And so to go back a little bit, how I was saying that when you are not truly coming from a place of self-compassion and you're just like giving, giving, giving and trying to show up for everybody else and you reach this crossroads of inauthenticity. I'm not trying to say that to be mean to you. I know a lot of times like when we hear certain words like ingenuine or inauthentic, we could take that really personally, but actually there's a lot of great power in recognizing and reevaluating when you run into that and actually examining what inauthentic expression of emotion could actually be. So just to touch into this just a little bit, I, I this isn't going to be the focus of today's podcast episode, but I do want to touch on this a little bit about what inauthentic emotion can look like and not to get take it personally, but actually to just reevaluate what that is for you. What I mean by inauthentic expression of emotion, what that can look like is when we are feeling, say, a weight on our heart and we're feeling sadness, we're feeling depression, but then we go out into the world and we're showing a happy face and we're laughing and people are asking us how we're doing and we're just saying we're good when we're not actually expressing what it is that's weighing on us. And then when we go home and we take that mask off and then we feel this weight, that's exhibiting inauthenticity to your emotions. So when we when we behave that way, that's when we're not being true to how we're really feeling. And I think a lot of times when people want to reach their true feelings and their authentic self, they, they tend to actually have a desired outcome. And those true authentic feelings is just wanting to be true to the happiness. And the tr- getting true to your happiness actually comes from getting true to your sadness, getting true to what's going on within you. I understand that there's a time and place and we have to go to work and there are places and situations that we do have to present in a certain way. But when we are in a place and we establish relationships and communities and sacred places for us to go to that we could express who we truly are in our full authentic emotion, we're able to start pulling back those layers and tapping into what's going on below the surface and how we could maybe sit with ourselves before we go and have to present in the world and stop showing up in a mask and start learning how to recognize that, hey, right in the morning, I'm already seeing that I don't feel very warm within my being. I'm feeling disconnected. I'm feeling separate. So how how can I tap into that and then going into the world and then honoring the fact that maybe you still don't feel okay and you continue your day and you come home and you continue to honor it instead of shaming it. And so actually, I think that's a beautiful segue back returning into today's topic of self-compassion. The reason I'm talking about self-compassion and why it's so important to me is because the lack of self-compassion I have found is self-hatred. When I don't have compassion for myself, I become a critic. And when I become a critic, I start to, I I have exhibited strong hatred for myself. And so I feel so passionate as someone who has walked through these depths of own self-hell because of the self-criticism, which has led down that path. I have found in my life that self-compassion has allowed me to return to a deeper sense of knowing in self, 
and a deeper sense of self-love. I've actually, I'm, I'm sure I've shared this story before here and I'll share it again of my first memory and realization of self-compassion. I, I really actually had no full awareness. And while I was always someone who was like, you should love yourself, this and that, you should know your worth, blah, 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 blah. I really had no clue what the hell I was talking about. And I, I, I was so good at speaking and telling others how they could improve their lives while I was literally hating myself. <laughs> and it was so ridiculous. It was absolutely so ridiculous. And then I finally met a friend who was able to reach me in a way that I was able to hear. And it was my dear friend, Amber. It's She's one of my best friends. She is my sister. And honestly, it was probably this moment that solidified our friendship and knowing like this woman has a lot to teach me about self-compassion. And she's who awoken that in me because she showed me the deepest sense of compassion I had ever experienced for my own inner child and brought the awareness that not only that someone can show me such a deep compassion, but I can have that for myself. And it was such a profound moment. I literally, I had to, I was actually at work and, and I was about to go on break and I started to read a text and it was her text and I had to go to the bathroom and I just sobbed. I just sobbed because I, it was the first time in my, my life that I realized that I how much I hated myself and how much it was possible to love yourself. And I was overwhelmed by how to even do that and what I was feeling in all these senses. And now that I look back, it was self-compassion. That's what was, that's the door that was open to me. And it is since that moment, I believe I was about 27 at the time. It's since that moment, I have built this relationship with self-compassion and I have gone through many, many, many ebbs and flows and many waves of compassion and, and, you know, unfortunately returning to self-hatred and, and going through these cycles because it takes time to heal yourself. It takes time to start showing up for yourself when you've built a relationship of hatred with yourself, when you've, you've built a relationship where you can't fully trust yourself because you've been so unkind to yourself. And so over the years of my life, and now I'm 32 years old, I am learning day by day to love myself a little bit more, love myself a little bit more, love myself a little bit more. And I do that through self-compassion. And research has even shown that compassion makes people more resilient to stress and it strengthens their immune response to life and their, their overall health. When people have compassion, it makes them less vulnerable to the negative health effects of loneliness. And, and compassion truly builds your self-esteem. It builds your self-worth. It builds a, a more trusting relationship with yourself. There's many different reasons and research that supports why self-compassion is not just something that you just dabble with. It is something that you need to practice every single day because it actually benefits your life and your understanding of life and your the way you start to approach the life that you are living and how you're creating the life that you're living. I was watching this really awesome YouTube video that's called The Space Between Self-Esteem and Self-Compassion with Kristen Neff. And I'll link it in the show notes so that you guys could check it out yourself. But I kind of want to talk about it because I felt it was such a great video and relates so 
beautifully to self-compassion. And I just love the way that Kristen speaks about self-compassion and the difference between self-compassion and self-esteem. I have always been someone who focused really heavily on my self-esteem. Like I I need a stronger self-worth so that I could love myself more. And it's my self-esteem. It's my self-esteem. Even when I look at others, I'd be like, it's it's, they have a low self-esteem. So that's why they feel the way they feel. And she was talking about how the issues of self-esteem and how self-esteem is a way of judging yourself negatively or positively. And so there's there's problematic areas with self-esteem, especially in our American culture, because in our American culture, they teach you that the way you are successful and important is that you have to be more important than the person next to you. You have to be the most special person in the room. And you can't be average. It's an insult to be average, is which is what Kristen talks about in this in this video. And it's so true. It's so true. It is an insult to to be told you're average. But the problem is, is that when everybody wants to be above average, we start to compete with each other. We start to bully each other. We start to believe that we are separate from each other. And this is where self esteem starts to become problematic because self esteem starts to become a self centered battle. And and trying to prove your own worth through success, through how you could prove that you are better than this person or that person, how you could say it better, you could dance better, you could have more success, or you could get the higher position. Self-esteem only gets us so far. And I have found that so much in my own life that focusing on my own self-esteem only has gotten me so far. And I have also found in my own life that when I rely heavily on self-esteem, that I do have sometimes an egoic response and I do want to be better. I don't want to be average. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with, with knowing that you're made for big things, but you could be made for big things and not have to be better than anybody else. Just know that you are on the path and we are all one on this path. So Kristen talks about in this video how self-compassion is really a way of relating to your own self kindly. It's embracing ourselves with all our flaws, all our imperfections, embracing who we are and not comparing ourselves, not looking outside of ourselves. It's the act of coming within ourselves. That is what self-compassion actually is. I found this super interesting how in the video, they were talking about why do people self-criticize? If if self-criticism is such a harmful thing, why do we all tend to do it? And she was talking about how research showed that the number one reason is we believe it motivates us. And I cannot agree more how many times I've seen that, especially in like a lot of self-development stuff where they'll be like, you gotta, don't be lazy. You need to get up. Don't sleep in on yourself, blah, 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 blah. You're a lazy ass. Like I've heard some pretty horrid things. And using that as a way to motivate people. And now again, I'm not going to lie. I have been that person. Like recently I was listening to this podcast and I I was honestly inspired. And now I'm looking back and I'm like, of course, because at that time when I was listening to this podcast, I was lacking compassion. And in this podcast, this guy called his listeners losers. And I was like, man, that's really harsh. But I also like didn't disagree with what he was saying. But at the same time, it was really, really harsh. And after coming back into this like deeper sense of compassion, I'm like, yeah, no, that's really harsh. And that isn't the best way to motivate yourself. And 
honestly, research shows otherwise too. It actually undermines motivation. And when we are constantly in a, set, a state of or mindset of self-criticism, we're, we're going to ultimately end up being depressed and anxious and our body shut down, our mind shut down because we don't want to be a part of what's happening within us. It's, it's, it's causing us to go into our threat defense system in our body, which that was developed because it was for fight or flight, right? When our body goes into that defense system, what happens is that we release adrenaline and cortisol. So what Kristen was talking about in this video was how modern times, every time we are self-critiquing, we are releasing high levels of cortisol because we are threatening our own identity. We are threatening our own self-concept. And so what happens is that we become an attacker and the attackee. And this just exhausts us. This just harms us so much. And it is such a disservice to ourselves when we are trying to, quote unquote, motivate ourselves through verbally abusing ourselves, essentially. So how do we begin to feel safe and comfortable within our bodies is stepping away from self-criticism and stepping into self-compassion. And we tap into self-compassion through the mammalian caregiving system, which that's the part of our bodies that feel the warmth, that feels gentle touch, the soft voice that, that makes us feel comforted because that's what we're born with, right? That, that, that is from birth. It's what keeps us close to our mother. It's what helps us survive in our life. And so when we give ourselves self-compassion, it shows that we are able to reduce the cortisol and stress that's happening within our body. And when we're able to reduce that, self-compassion comes in and produces then oxytocin and opiates in our bodies, which are feel-good hormones. Our greatest desire is to feel safe and comforted in our bodies, especially anytime we feel chaos, anytime that we feel these hits of cortisol and we feel these hits of adrenaline and fight or flight comes in, our number one goal is to want to feel safe and comforted. But overall, we always want to be in that state of safe and comfort, right? We don't want to be in a state of fight or flight. And it is through when we are in our state of safety, safety and comfort, we are able to then thrive. That is when we're able to do our best. So when you're coming from a place of self-criticism, you're doing yourself a disservice. You're not able to run at your top optimal function when you are, are literally kicking your ankles and knees while you're going. You're biting at your own ankles when you should be walking and holding your own hand through self-compassion. What's going to be one of your greatest tools of improving your mental health is through building a stronger sense of self-compassion. And through your stronger sense of self-compassion, you are able to develop a more powerful well-being. And when we are able to have a safer space within our own minds and a more trusting relationship that no matter what happens within our lives, good, bad, happy, sad, we're able to still find compassion and take the action because compassion is the action of being kind to yourself, of being mindful of what you're going through, of recognizing that you are human and allowing yourself to be open-hearted. And through your own open-heartedness, you are then able to be open-hearted with others in return. 
So next week, I want to go over steps of how to build a stronger sense of self-compassion. So make sure you guys tune into next week as we are going to dive into that even further. And we're going to keep talking about compassion because the truth is, is that we all need to be reminded of self-compassion and really start understanding the action needed to build a strong sense of self-compassion every single day. Compassion is not something that we are born with. It is something that we build over time. It's through our learning. It's through our exploration. It's through understanding that we know everything and nothing at all and that we are all humans evolving and to be open and allow people to have their own individual experiences of life as we have our own individual experience of life. So next week, we're going to dive into steps in how to build a stronger sense of self-compassion and keep exploring this topic. So thank you all for tuning in and listening. If you have found value in this episode, the best way to share and spread the word and community is through sharing it with someone else. So share this podcast with anyone that you feel would find value from this episode. Also leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you are in the Las Vegas area, Goddess Rising is this Sunday. I am so ready to pour into these goddesses and light up this land and pound our feet and scream our roars and let our wild woman come out and be unleashed. So if you are in the Las Vegas area, definitely check it out on Eventbrite. You could also find information on my Instagram. I love you all so much and I send you all with so many blessings and deepest gratitude.